of Christ become takers to do His will. Amen? I don't think it's by happenstance today that all these churches that are here today under the sound of my voice, that I believe that God is calling us to be takers today. He's calling us to be participators. He's calling us to partner with Him to see the next thing that God has promised come to pass. I do believe that as a church, as an organization, as churches individually, that I believe that we're about to enter into a new season in the body of Christ. Yeah. I'll say that again. I, I know it sounds like a cliche. I know it sounds, it's a new season. It's a new day. You know, we, we say that over and over to we can run the thing dry. But I, I, I do believe that we're in a season where God is about to bring some shifts in this place today. Amen? I come to prophesy today. Amen? I didn't come to preach. I come to prophesy. Amen? I come to encourage some pastors here today because some of you pastors have been going through some stuff. And you know, we smile. You know, you can pass the band. Amen? We smile and praise the Lord. But I'm here to declare that it is a new season for you. It is a new season for your ministries. It is a new season for your church. And it is a new season for your people. Amen? God is calling us to be takers. Now, a taker is a participant. It's a person who has a part to play for ultimate success. It, it's a person who is willing to be radical. Amen? A person who's willing to be a game changer for Christ. When we talk about the topic of missions, there needs to be a partnership between Christ and his church to accomplish the Great Commission. Many times growing up in Bethel, and I can speak about it, Bethel, but Bethel is my home. Amen? I'm still a member of Bethel. I, I think I'm still, you know, I'm still in the books. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But growing up in Bethel and under Bishop Ezra, amen, the focus and the thrust was always missions. As soon as I came into Bethel, I, it was going out on Saturday night or Saturday afternoons, amen, and mornings on the street, amen. It, it was going on crusades, amen. It was, it was nothing but a mission for us to see the heart of God revealed to the heart of man. And I believe today that that message is still relevant and is still true. That it has not been accomplished and it won't be accomplished until Jesus returns. There's a work for us to do as the body of Christ. There's a work for us to do in this partnership of churches under BGGA. Amen. God did not just cause him just to have a good Holy Ghost tongue talking time. Amen. But he's called us here to do a work. Tell your neighbor, it's time to work. Uh-huh. It's time for us to work. There's a work to be done. And it's time for the church, amen, to come out the prayer closet and to stand on the street and to go out into the world and bring the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ unto a dying world. Everybody else is coming out their closet but the church. And we wonder why laws are being changed and we are afraid to step into politics and we are afraid to lift up the bloodstained banner of Jesus. But it's time for the bride of Christ to stand up. Will the real church please stand up? Amen. I'm looking for someone to take a stand. Someone to be a risk taker. Someone who can look the devil face to face and say, come what else, come what may, I'm going to stand with Jesus. Are you a taker today? Because some of us are sitting like Bar Barnabas on the side and just watching life just pass them by. But God wants to activate you tonight. He wants to activate your spirit 
Some of you have been in a low place, but I'm here to declare to you today, God wants to bring you out of that low place. Amen. Some of you have been serving and serving and serving. You're burnt. Come on. You don't want to be honest, but I'll be honest. Sometimes we get burnt in ministry. If pastor called me one more time, if he calls me one more time, and I'm doing this ministry, and that... And that ministry, and this ministry, we become burnt and become tired and become bitter with God and bitter with the church. Come on. But we still come to church anyway. We just put this plastic smile on our face and we lose our authenticity. And so the passion begins to wane and we begin to lose our fervor for the things of God. And so now we have a mediocre church. We have a church that just, eh, I believe God, but you really don't believe God. When someone comes in sick, you say, oh, God can do it, but I don't know if he's really going to do it. Uh, God can say, but I don't know if God really going to say it. Uh, God is going to, mm, nah, I don't know if he's really going to do that. And we begin to lose our hope and our faith in God. But God wants us to be takers today. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 47, it says, all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad hearts, with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. God added to their number. This is a beautiful picture as we see in the book of Acts. This is just after the Holy Spirit has just begun to, to arrest the church. And, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. God transformed. He took a room of 120 people. And by the end of the day, it was 3,120 people. Imagine if God just doubled and tripled and quadrupled your church overnight. Come on. So you don't have faith like they have. Come on, if one person just bought one person to church next Sunday, we would double the church. Think about it that way. Just bring a friend. Amen. And so we have this beautiful picture of a faith community, of a gospel community. They were so close that they gave their possessions. So they were stingy. And we don't want, we don't want no one to know that we have money because they may have to give it all away. We don't want no one to know that we're really doing okay because we think they might try to take something for us. But in the church, nobody had a need. All the needs were met because they were unified. Everyone was being a taker. They were participating. They were doing their part. The way I said at home at the Gavin Church, God's house, we have chores. We have work to do. Amen? Amen. We're up in the house with my mom. Amen? She said, okay, Arthur, you got to wash the dishes. Amen? You got to clean the bathroom. And you got to empty the garbage. Amen? If I didn't do the chores in my house, there were consequences that I face later. Amen? Uh-huh. And God's house is a work to be done. Amen? If you don't take care of God's house, watch your God bless you with a house. Come on. If you can't play the building phone, watch your God bless you. Come on now. Taking your money, spending everything else, but there's a need in the house of God. And people are dying and going to hell, but yet we want to sit comfortable in the church. Come on. The time for playing church is over, brothers and sisters. You should have did that back in 2011. But this is 2012. And we're going into a new season. Hallelujah. See, we, we, we can't play it safe anymore. The days of playing it safe are over. You see, we, 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 we can't just strive, Bishop, just to keep the members happy. 
Amen. Because that's sometimes what we, we do as pastors. We'll keep everybody happy, but yet the true vision that God has given us begins to wane because we're trying to please everybody else. And we're focusing on the people we try to keep instead of the people that we're actually trying to reach. Pastors, preach your vision. Preach to the people you see in your spirit. Uh-huh. Don't preach to the people. Well, damn, I don't see that. Preach to the people who you see in your spirit. Come on now. Come on, come on. You got to preach to the people you see in your spirit. Amen. We want to play it safe. We want to avoid controversial issues. Amen. We want to be politically correct. We want to be able to ride with the absalom of life. We want to be able to do the things everybody else is doing. But I heard Jesus say, come out from among them. Be ye separate. For the God that we serve, he's a holy God. God is calling us today to come out, come out, come out. We have to guard ourselves against the status quo. Trying to keep up with the Joneses and do what everybody else is doing. What has God called you to do today? You see, God wants us united as a body. And he will do any and everything by his Holy Spirit to keep us united. But you better believe that there is an opposing force. Come on, there is a spiritual enemy. Amen. His name is Satan. And Satan wants us divided. Amen. Because a house divided up against itself cannot stand. Amen. Amen. A house divided up against itself cannot stand. And God is challenging us today to be unified. You see, some people take that scripture we just read in Acts chapter 2. And, you know, in, in, in our flesh, in our carnality, it sounds a little bit something like this. All the believers were divided. They didn't have much of anything in common. Hoarding their possessions and goods, they kept, they kept as much as they could from themselves. Every now and then, if it, was, if, it, if, 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 it was, if it wasn't football season, or they were too tired, they would come out to church for an hour and leave early to beat the traffic. They loved Jesus when it was convenient for them, yet they were despised by people for having their, for having their hypocrisy. And very few got saved. And that's the truth that has happened in the church today. And we have misconstrued the holy writ of God. And we've allowed ourselves to become mediocre and comfortable and just settling. But God is looking for people who would not settle anymore. God is looking for people who would say there must be more. There got to be more. We were just, Minister Margie was just ministering, yes, yes, yes. When we say yes to God, sometimes we're like, what am I saying yes to? How many times I'm going to say yes, Lord? But you're saying yes to the will of God. You're saying yes to his blessings. You're saying yes to his way. Even the hardships you're saying yes to. Because even in the midst of the hardships, he'll still promise you joy. He said this word, you will have trouble. That's a promise. We don't want to claim that. We want to name it and claim it and jump through time to stop the prophet outside his head. But he said, you will have trouble. You will go through stuff. You will go through heartache. You will go through pain. Don't think I'm standing up here because I got it all together. We all falling apart. And only the Holy Ghost is keeping us together. That's one. And that's why he's calling us to be unified. Because if you're honest to yourself, you're jacked up as much as I'm jacked up. What Bishop Ashley said, just one beggar trying to show another beggar how to get some bread. God is calling us today to be unified church. What is the church's purpose? The church's purpose is to bring them in. Uh-huh. 
We're to build them up. We're to train them. And then we're to send them out. Come on. Years ago in this building, enter to learn, Bethel. Go forth to serve. Amen. It still stands. Amen. I'm a product of that. Amen. I came to this church at 15 years old. Amen. If God can do it for me, he can do it for you. I was having flashbacks today as the words of life part was up here singing. I said, to the pastor, I said, you remember those days? I met my wife in the bar. I said, honey, remember that in the auto section? Remember those days? He reigns forever. Look at sister Lashana get up there and stop directing. Amen. But as I look back, God wants us to be unified. We cannot forget the pulse of God. It's, it's the pulse of God. Some of us have lost the pulse. You're feeling for the pulse. You're, you're looking for the pulse. Get your hand back on the heartbeat of God. It is for souls. It is for souls, church. It is for souls. If your church is not growing passes, are you in Rome? Are you just having a, a, a little church club? Is it just us four and no more? Because some of your churches are in the balance, and I heard that in the spirit last night. And we can smile and oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But God is speaking to us today. He's giving us real truth so we can have real transformation. This is a new season, but it's only if you want it. See, there has to be a step of faith into the things of God. It's not just going to come to you. You have to walk into it. You have to position yourself for what God wants to do. Are you a taker, church? Are, are, you, are you ready to participate? Are you ready to go deep in the things of God? You say, well, Pastor, look, that mission stuff, you know, that don't really excite me because I know I ain't going to Africa. I know I ain't going to Africa. That's just a few, the faithful one. That's just a few of the, of the special ones that get to do that stuff. I, I ain't doing that stuff. What, 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 what I got to do with me has a lot to do with you. Has a lot to do with you. Sometimes we, 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 we disqualify ourselves from the call of God. We say, oh, that's for him. And that's for her, but no, it, 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 it can't be for me. And God is saying, he's calling you today. What are you going to do? He's calling out to you today. He wants to use you today. He wants you to become a taker today. He wants you to stop sitting by and let everything pass you by. And you know you're frustrated. Mm -hmm. You know you're frustrated. There's, this, Bishop, there's, two people, there's two types of people in the church. It's the people who get used too much, and the people, they're upset because they old, they're always being called on. And then the people who are not being used. How come he call her? He should call me. <laughs> oh, oh, uh -oh. We all just frustrated. One frustrated at being only used, or other words being frustrated that it can't be used. And so we just allow ourselves just to slip away. But when you're a taker, it doesn't matter if the bishop calls you. Because God has called you. It don't matter if they don't call you by name. God has called you by name. And he says, you are mine. God is calling us to be takers today. A taker, number one, is one who would do anything short of sin to reach people without Christ. Uh-huh. Years ago, Elder Darren, he, 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 he was my youth leader back in the day. Is he here? He don't disappear. Elder Darren was my, my youth leader back in the day. And we were talking about being radical for Christ. And he said, he said, he said Arthur, he said, if I had to drive a motorcycle, which he didn't have back then, but he has now. If I had to drive a motorcycle down the middle of the sanctuary to get some bikers saved, I would be that radical 
to do that. I would do anything short of sin to see someone come to Christ. And that thing pierced my heart. Because he would say, I would be willing to do anything to see someone make it in. Because I don't want to stand before Christ that day. Amen. And see people who I could have spoken to. See people who I could have affected with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I kept quiet because I wasn't being a taker. And I allowed them to slip into the pit of fire. See, this is serious, church. This is serious. And God is calling us to be serious today. Being a soul winner is not just going overseas. Being a soul winner is with your neighbor. Some of you don't even know who your neighbors are. You're in and out of your house. You don't even know your community. Bishop tell you invite someone for friends and family day and you take the card that they give you, you throw it away. Your pastor says we're having this great event. Come on, invite your friends and family. You scared to open up your mouth. But yeah, if you're talking about last night's television show, you'd be quick to talk about that. Girl, did you see Modern Family? Girl, they get crazy now. Girl, did you watch Bishop Jakes? That's that old girl. He was good. <laughs> but when it comes to talking about Jesus, you get scared and you get timid. Last time I checked, he said, when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, he will give you a boldness to be his witness. If you're so anointed, how come you can't lead no one to Christ? When is the last time you led someone to Christ? Why are you waiting for the bishop to do it every Sunday? When is the last time you did it? When is the last time you prayed for someone to get a breakthrough? Well, last time you let someone in a deeper knowledge of truth. Come on, the problem is you're not even praying. That's the problem. Do you really have a relationship with the Lord? Are you just playing church? I was getting tired of here, but I'm coming after it in Jesus' name. Are we serious today? Are we going to be partakers of grace today? Are we going to do what God has called us to do? 1 Corinthians 9.19 says, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. I have become all thanks to all men that by all possible means I might save some. He didn't say everybody was going to be saved. But he said you'll save some. So probably we want everybody to be saved. And that's God's heart. But the truth of the matter, everybody's not going to be saved. So that means that we give up and we don't preach the gospel at all? Absolutely not. That means there still is a work for us to do. A takeaway accomplished more with less. Jesus took five loaves, amen, and, and fishes, amen. He multiplied it. He, he, he did more with less. Pastors, you can do more with less. Well, I wish I had this budget so we could add this ministry and that ministry. Have you mastered the ministries that you have now? Well, I want to start a food pantry, and I want to do this, and I want to have that and that, but I don't have that many people. Are you mastering with what you have now? At the Gathering Church, we had to restructure our whole organizational chart this year. We had to cut the ministries. Because you got the same people doing the same thing, and no new people coming. And everybody want to be leading the church, and the church is just top-heavy. You got new people coming in. Everybody's ministering, brother, and such and such and such and such and such and such. Everybody, well, who's the church? If y'all all leaders, where's the church? Where's the congregation? We have Bible study. We have this. We have churches. It's the same people doing the same thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But after a while, if it's the same people doing the same thing, you lose passion. Because you ain't seen nobody new. Talk about it. 
Jesus said in Matthew 25, 23, you have been faithful with a few things. If you're faithful with a little, God will bless you with the much. He will bless you with the much. Take the little that you have. Give it to God. Watch God break it and bless it. And watch him multiply it. The little bit, that little budget. Take it. Watch God bless it and multiply it. He'll do it. He'll do it for you. A taker is one who accomplishes more together than alone. Together than alone. Some of us, we're long rangers in the body of Christ. We want to be by ourselves. We want to do it by ourselves. But no man is an island unto himself. You need somebody. And somebody needs you. And it's powerful that we as churches are coming together as one body because we realize that we cannot accomplish this great call by ourselves. That's the purpose for Bethel Gospel Global Assemblies because we realize that we are like-minded. We are missions-minded. We have a global focus, global and local, global focus to see people and lives come to Jesus. That's why we're here. So see transformation and to see God do greater things like never before. I think God is calling us today, church. Are you hearing the call of the Spirit? He that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church today. He's bringing us into a new season. He's trying to wake you up. Some of you have been battling depression. And you smile, but you're sad on the inside. And you're not happy. God is speaking to you today. He wants to give you joy again. Some of you are having issues sleeping at night. God is speaking to you. He wants to give you peace. Some of you are wrestling. You're struggling with secret stuff that you can't share with anybody. But he's speaking to you today. You cannot fulfill your purpose unless you deal with the things that are at hand. A taker is someone who will be willing to deal with themselves. Sometimes you have to put yourself on the altar. And ask God to deal with you. And to make you afresh and anew. Last but not least. Hallelujah. Mm, my God. A taker is a contributor and not a consumer. They are a contributor. They look at what they can give, not what they can get out of it. See, we come to church, give me, 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 give me. But when the pastor says, I need someone to help me to do this and do that, you, ooh, I didn't hear that, blah, blah, blah. Brother, you going to do that? You do that. I got to get home. I got work in the morning. I ain't going to no 4 o'clock service. Oh, it's free dinner. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tonight, girl. Come on. Get our free meal from back. You know they charge an $8 plate, so you better come on what you got to get. Are you a consumer or are you a contributor? Amen? All believers were together, had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to one another as he had need. The church is not here for us. We are the church. Come on. We said, we're going to have church. You are the church. You are the church of the living God. We are the church. We are here 
for the world? Are you helping to build the wave or are you just riding the wave? But we're building. We're trying to keep it going. Some of you just riding. Just riding every second. Just riding. But we get tired sometimes. We need someone to help us to build the wave. You've only sit for so long. It's time to get to work. It's time. You have a ministry. Everybody here has a spiritual gift, at least one of them. Each of you have a ministry. You have a purpose. You might not be called to preach. You might not be called to prophesy, but you have a work to do. Do you even know your purpose today? Do you know why you're here? Is it just to wake up every morning just to waste precious breath? <laughs> People are dying and, and, and they're focusing on their purpose, but yet you have no purpose and yet you still live. Do you know your purpose in God today? You know, one of the saddest things that I stepped into ministry, people looked at me and said, where you come from? What you talking about you going to start a church? What you, you crap, what? Boy, you little whippersnapper, you wet behind the ears. I've been in Bethel 28 years, and I know God called me to preach, and you still here today. I know God called me to preach, and you ain't do nothing yet. Oh. <laughs> Let me face this way for someone doing together with me. I call to the mission field. You ain't going yet. You can't even pay your debt off to go somewhere. Mercy, Jesus. Are you a consumer or are you a contributor? It's time for you to give back. God has done much for you. It's time for you to give back. Get behind your pastor. Get behind the vision. Stop being a knucklehead. Always opposing him. He's heard from God. She's heard from God. Get behind your man of God, your woman of God, and support them in this work. You have no idea what they go through. No idea of the warfare. No idea of the attacks. No idea of the sleepless nights, the burdens that you place on them. You have no idea. But yet they smile. Yet they love you. Yet they do it out of nonsense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. God is calling you today. You're the one he's after. You hear me. You hear the Lord speaking to you. He's calling you today. Pastor, is there more? There is much more. There's much more. Why have you settled? Why have you settled? There is so much more he has in store for you. This is not the time to give up. Come on. This is not the time to give up. Well, pastor, it's nothing but hopelessness around me and just pain, and I don't understand. I'll be praying, and like my prayers are hitting the ceiling and go back down to the floor. This is not the time to give up. Come on. This is your time to stand up. This is your time to become a taker. This is your time to get involved. This is your time. And I tell you, as you take those steps of faith, because it's not a feeling. <laughs> well, I got to feel it. Eat my side. Yes, I feel it. Everybody waiting for a feeling. Mm, Some of you feeling the wrong stuff. <laughs> Some of you put out the Holy Ghost. That ain't even an anointing. That's your flesh. Just tickling your own fancy. Step by faith. Step by obedience. Obey your man of God. Obey the word of God and you will be blessed. You will prosper. You will. You will. God is calling us to make a difference today. I'm closing. Are we going to be thermostats? Or are we going to be thermometers? A thermometer adjusts to the climate. 
when they go to work, everybody's cursing. He just adjusts the way everybody else is doing. But thermostat adjusts the culture. They become catalysts that God can use. How come you're not acting up? How come you're not going out with us today? How come you're not doing that stuff? No, I don't do that stuff. Hey, man, what you do the weekend? Well, I just did some stuff on Sunday. No, you went to church on Sunday. You went to church. Stop being ashamed. I, well, I watched the game. What did you do before you watched the game? Well, you know, I just hung with the family. No, you went to church. All day. All day. You went to four o'clock service and went to this big guy from New Jersey. Preach to you. Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or even imagine, according to his power that is working within us, to him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's the word. There's more. There's more. There's more. God will blow your mind. God will do it seemingly abundantly. He will blow your mind. You just have to believe him today. You just have to trust him today. Will you partner with God today? That's my challenge to you. Will you part?